34 years. I got five years to do this. To look like Roman Reigns? Yeah, bro. You can't grow a goatee. Okay, there's no reason to get personal. <laughs> Apples and Apples, the podcast where we talk about everything from professional wrestling to what do you prefer as a dessert, ice cream or frozen yogurt? Yeah, we've definitely done that. Have we? Yeah, we have. I'm telling you, I can't. Because you were like, yo, I like that fro-yo. Yo, fro-yo's my jam. See, I I, I knew a person perfectly. Chimney Cricket. It's getting harder to come up with these. No, it's not. I have two in my head already. But this is why I am... The backbone of the oh, show. Oh, you see, and there comes the ego. Oh, my Atlanta. Should I continue doing the intro, or, or, because I, yeah, I am, you know, I am the backbone. You're of the listening show. to us on SoundCloud.com/slash Grapples to Apples. Grapples the number two apples. If you don't want to catch us on SoundCloud, you might prefer Google Play Music or Apple Podcast. Either way, make sure you're listening to us. As always, I'm one of your hosts. Will the Thrill, Poet Aaron, Shakespearean Candidate, Major English, whatever you need me to be, baby, that's who I be, because that's who I is. Joined by my very annoyingly arrogant and egotistical hetero life mate. Man, the owl. Oh, that's the ending. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We've so, we gotten so used to you doing the intro and me yeah. doing the outro. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little under the weather. The very sensual. The very toy. The very sick. The very sick. <laughs> Mr. Sunglasses at Night himself. Yeah, boy, Mister Intro himself. Oh, shades. No. Anyway, guys, this week we have a lot to talk about. We got Raw SmackDown, the winner of the New Japan G One Climax, uh, New Japan revealing their card for Royal Conquest. I mean, for Royal Quest. Excuse me. Um, we have some contract extensions over in WWE land. We just got a bunch of stuff going on. Before we go over any of that, before we do anything. Mr. Shades, the sick man. Do me a favor right quick, if you can. Bring that bell. So, I'm going to start off with non-WWE news, because, you know, Mr. Thrill likes to do that. So, yeah, boy, yeah, boy, Shades. Going to hold it down for you. He alluded to earlier. Who won that G1 Climax? That very, very good G1 Climax. Kota Ibushi. I mean, duh. <laughs> right? I, who else could have won it? They're well, not going to give it to John Moxley. No. My man Jay White has been missing when, in action. When the tournament started, there's a lot more possibilities, but by the time we got halfway through, mm-hmm. it was pretty clear it was going to be Kota. Yes. But who was, uh, it was Okada. Wasn't he leading? Like, Okada won his, his uh, pool. Yeah, he was leading like a billion points and I was like are they really going to have the IWGP heavyweight champion win the G1 Climax? No. I, I, I don't think so. I mean I, I was hoping not. But So as of right now on paper we got Kota Ibushi versus Kazuchika Okada at Wrestle Kingdom. And if this holds. I was like if this holds as of now. Kota Ibushi is the new IWGP heavyweight champion. You think so? Calling it now. Well. I called Drew McIntyre winning the Royal Rumble in like September of last year. Was wrong, of course. <laughs> I'm gonna call it now. If this stands, Kota Ibushi, Kazuchika Okada, New Japan, 
Wrestle Kingdom was 14. Six, 15? 14. 14? 14. From the Tokyo Dome. Was it the 4th of January? Fourth. The 4th, yeah. Well, they're doing two nights this year. It's 4th and 5th, I think. So the 5th, because they're not going to wrestle the first night. No. Kota Bushi. Gonna win. Now you say... Uh, hey, I'm not I'm done. I'm not, you see the hand movements. Oh, my God. IWGP Heavyweight Champion. <laughs> so you're saying as it stands. So who would have to become the new IWGP Heavyweight Champion for Kota to not win? Oh no, Kota's winning. Doesn't matter who. Oh okay. Kota's winning no matter who. No matter no matter who is on the other side of that ring, carrying that championship, walking into Wrestle Kingdom, you believe Kota's walking out IWGP Heavyweight Champion, regardless. Naito, Jay White. Tanahashi, I don't know, Tai Chi. <laughs> no matter what, you're saying Kota's walking out, champ. Yes, absolutely. Okay. I will bet my bottom dollar on it. What about your top dollar? My top dollar's being reserved for vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Next, bit of news. I think you called this. A while back, when Kenta rejoined, well, not rejoined, but joined New Japan Pro Wrestling, he was going to join a faction, he was going to join Bullet Club. And what do you know? The Poetarian, well, like the fortune teller, (laughs) Kenta turns on Shibata, joins the Bullet Club. Do not like this. I don't like this. What? I don't like this. This is perfect. Nah, it's not. This is, he turns on Shibata, which, by the way, I don't know how Shibata's doing half of what he did that night, mm-hmm. considering he had to retire from his brain injuries. Yeah. But regardless, he turns on Shibata, and now... I mean, Kenta needs to be a heel. Okay. He needs to be a heel. And what better faction Suzuki for him to join? Goon. Huh? Suzuki-goon. They don't need it. Bullet Club needs something. My man Taiji Ishimori is going to be like, nah, we don't like you no more. <laughs> Bullet Club has been struggling to, to get their footing ever since the Elite left. Yeah. And that whole crew. Jay White was supposed to be the answer. I know he's your boy and he's the leader of Bullet Club, but he hasn't brought them back to, like, no one cares. I feel like like no one cares about the Bullet Club anymore. Kenta will make people care. They already proven because of how much heat he got when he did this. The dude sat cross-legged on Shibata's chest. And got booed out the building. I think just this, this is perfect. I think but, this is perfect. <coughs> Excuse me. Wasn't Shibata his like longtime mentor? Yeah. So that is probably more heat because of that as opposed to him joining Bullet Club. Okay, exactly. But you have that heat now associated to Bullet Club. That's a stretch. That's how it started. That's a stretch. As I inhale from my Vicks. Telling, I, I think this is genius, flawless booking by Gato. Uh, Gato from, like, as a booker standpoint or, yeah. like, from Bullet Club standpoint? standpoint? No, no, booker standpoint. All right, so moving on, we have New Japan reveals their full card for Royal Quest. I said Royal Conquest in my head, and I was like... I, I do the same thing every I time like, also. That's not right. I know. For some reason, I feel like it, Royal Conquest is supposed to be the name of it. But just Royal Quest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a Conquest is... I guess. We also don't want to call it a Royal Conquest, because then it sounds like they're trying to conquer 
Yeah. yeah I mean, I mean, there's certain people trying to conquer during on the card. Right, 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 right. Anyway. Oh, I thought you were gonna throw a pun in there or something. At least an A, and then a con. No, thank you, please. <laughs> so, the headliner, headlining match, IWGP Heavyweight Champion Kazuchika Okada will be defending his title against everyone's angry grandpa, Minoru Suzuki. Does he win this match? I we're not gonna go down through. Who Suzuki? Yeah. No. No. Okay. He's not beating Okada. You nuts. Yeah. No. What am I thinking? Crazy guy. <laughs> Crazy guy. Uh, Rev Pro Wrestling. RPW, British heavyweight champion, the Weasel, Zack Sabre Jr. Zack Sabre Jr. Defending his title against the John Cena of New Japan, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Never openweight champion, Tomohiro Ishii, the world's angriest dad who will defend his title against Kenta. Should be good. Very. That's going to be a very good Should match. Be good. That's going to be a hard hitter. Yes. The IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Gorilla Destiny, G.O.D., defending their titles against the winners of the Rev Pro Road to Royal Quest Tag Tournament. Tetsuya Naito and Sonata versus Jay White and Chase Owens in probably going to be the snoozer match of the night because mm. Chase Owens is in there. <laughs> Poor Matty Bizzle. Will Ospreay and Robbie Eagles versus Taiji Ishimori. And El Fantasmo. A.K.A. Flip Flip plus Strike Flip plus Owl Flip plus Flip plus Owl plus How Do You Do That and Why Do You Do That? When we had the uh, Junior Heavyweight Championship Triple Threat match at the G1 Supercard, that match was mad fast-paced. Oh, yeah. So, breakneck speed. Yeah, between Osprey and Ishimori, it's going to be all and you add Robbie Eagles and F on Tazmo into it? It's just yeah, you're going to sl- you're gonna have to watch that on like slow a, mo, right? like a slow motion. <laughs> excuse me. Kota Ibushi, Juice Robinson, will take excuse me on Yujiro Takahashi and Hukaleo. I, yeah, so, I, guess. I guess. And Ryuki Taguchi, Shota Umino, and Ren Narita. I didn't even know he was still wrestling. <laughs> he wrestles every once in a blue. And this is his once in a blue? This is once in a blue. He's with his boys. Rapongi! Rapongi 3K. <laughs> Show and Yo. And Rocky Romero. I should love Rocky because he's Puerto Rican, but... You know you say this every time we talk about Rocky Romero, right? Yeah, no. I, I just don't like... He's such a loser. Like a dork. Well, he's, he's their boy. And you love Rapongi 3K? I do love Rapongi 3K. Like, showing you the, like, they're fantastic wrestlers. But yeah, right. They're fantastic. They're okay. For juniors? I don't like them. They're good for juniors. You know why? Because it's like, uh, was it K-pop or J-pop? Yeah, bro. They're just a walking J-pop band. I'm not about it. No. Anyway. Sticking with New Japan <clears throat> announces uh, the first round matches for the Super J-Cup. 2019, and what a list of competitors they have on here, I, if I do say so myself. I was surprised to see <coughs> TJP on here. Um, So was I. So was I. At, another one was Amazing Red, who will be facing yeah. off uh, against Will Ospreay, Will Ospreay in the first round. In Seattle. Show versus Taiji Shimori. Clark Connors versus who you mentioned, TJP. Robbie Eagles versus El Fantasmo. Mm-hmm. 
That is the left side of the bracket. Mm-hmm. The right side of the bracket. Ryuki Taguchi. Jonathan Gresham. Yeah, I was getting there. Sorry, sorry. Jonathan Gresham. Mr. Jordan Grace. <laughs> My bad. Yo versus <laughs> Dragon Lee. Karistico versus Bushi. And oh, again, Jesus. <laughs> Rocky Romero versus Sovaniano Jr. Oh, God. That's two in a row, man. I thought he runs once in a blue. It's two in a blue. Two in a blue. <laughs> that is the J Cup. Oh, man. And that is the last bit of Rocky Romero news that I will be giving out to you guys. <laughs> Moving on to the wonderful, wonderful wonder world of A. E W. Big signing. You're not a fan of this signing. No. So tell the people what, what the signing is, and then I'll, I'll give them my gripe. It's Orange Cassidy. And that's my gripe. Exactly the way you delivered it. Yeah, I try to be like, I like, know, I, I know. Care, like Matt Nachalan. Yeah. I, I, so Orange Cassidy's whole shtick is that his like. He doesn't give any effort. Like he wrestles with his hands in his pockets. He does like little fake kicks. Like kind of just strolls around the ring. But like he does it in a way where like when there is a spot, he does it. But his hands are still in his pocket. He's still looking like he's being lazy. He just a kip up with his with his hands in his pocket. He's a good wrestler, no question. But his gimmick, his shtick, is too gimmicky for me. Mm-hmm. And he, it's it's pretty much a comedy wrestler. And. I don't know that I like AEW going for a comedy wrestler right now. I feel like they need to take themselves seriously if they want to take themselves seriously. Mm-hmm. If it's like the it's like the age old saying, if you want people to take you seriously, you got to take yourself seriously. Yeah. And so, I understand that their whole point is that they want to have a flavor for everybody. They want to get the best professional wrestlers in the world. And Orange Cassidy's his his um, his star is is rising. Mm-hmm. Like every like every week, I feel like I'm watching or hearing about his stock. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. His stock is is rising mm-hmm. almost every week with indie shows. So I get it from that perspective, but I just don't know that I like what he does fitting into AEW because people already kind of knock the whole elite crew for being too jokey. Yeah. People already like, oh, BTE is too much. Like, they're just clowns. They're not real wrestlers. They're spot monkeys. They're this or that. So now, like, what are you going to do Orange Cassidy? Because you can't put him with, like, super serious guys like Jericho. You can't put him with... You could. Or, you can't put uh, Cassidy with Moxley? No. You know what I well, mean? what you could do is, <clears throat> with Jericho, you can make a whole story with that. Well, okay, yeah. Well, okay, fine. Well, Jericho could also turn anything into like, a good story. You can wrestle your... Jacket post over here. Yeah, my coat rack. Yeah, for sure. Oh, Easily jacket post. It's a coat rack. It's a coat rack. I'm sick. It's okay. <laughs> but then I don't also want him to fall into. Like, I don't want rather. I don't want the Bucks to fall into comedy stuff. I like them being serious in the ring. They made a turnover from being considered just spot monkeys who just do flips and super kicks to when they had that match against Kenny and Kota Ibushi. It woke everyone up to the fact that the Young Bucks can work a work rate match. Mm-hmm. They can do storytelling. They, are they can put on a five-star match. <clears throat> they are 
fantastic professional wrestlers. Mm-hmm. I don't want that to get lost with stuff like getting mixed up with Orange Cassidy. I mean, that's my concern. Who's to say that they're going to immediately get put into a program of Orange Cassidy? No, for sure. You know, like, eventually down the line, something will change, maybe. But then who do you put him with right now? You have the hardcore trio who's trying to murder each who's other. To say, who, why, do you need, why do you even need to put him into something right away? You just signed him. That's it. I guess. I don't know. You have your feuds right now locked up. Right. For the most part. Mm-hmm. After... All out. All out. Probably gonna reset for the weeklies. Yeah. So, uh, you, we have the, t- the tag tournament coming up. Yeah. We have... <clears throat> the women's tournament. The women's tournament coming up. There's a lot to be done. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're going to come up with a mid-card belt eventually. Mm-hmm. He's going to be in the tournament if there is one. Yeah, I can see that. This is... I just worry that this is going to... Like, AEW won't be taken seriously. That's my whole thing. I don't want people to look at Orange Cassidy and associate AEW with being just Orange Cassidy. I mean, would you say the same thing about Sonny Kiss? No, because Sonny Kiss isn't a comedy wrestler. Sonny Kiss is the guy who fought... He's just super flamboyant. Well, he's not a comedy wrestler. I mean, he doesn't, it, he doesn't it's to the point where jokes. it's comical. Okay. But, like, the most comical thing that he does is that he'll kiss a wrestler who's, like, spazzes out. So that's it. He doesn't, like, he doesn't play sexuality for jokes. He just happens to be Sonny Kiss. I understand that. But wouldn't someone who's, like, a WWE diehard put on AEW's Weekly see that and, like... Oh, what is this? They have like this overly flamboyant, like. Yeah, but then you can say, okay, gold dust. Different circumstances. But I'm saying, if you're a WWE head and you try and, and down talk Sonny Kiss's flamboyancy, well, gold dust was kissing guys in the ring 20 years ago. It was androgynous. It, okay. So they turned it up a notch. I'm just saying, like, that's the point that I'm trying to argue I with get, you I in get terms of saying. like. I get what you're saying. Again, that's just my concern. I hope I'm wrong. Because I like Orange Cassidy individually. I mm-hmm. like his work. I'm just concerned about what it means for AEW. And the perception and the perception of AEW. Listen, as long as he's having good matches, what difference does it make, you know? I guess. Well, we'll have to see where, you know, how it ends up. On to some more AEW's news. Yes. Their second weekly show in Boston will hold not one but two matches. Of well, one very high caliber match and one somewhat high caliber match. John Moxley taking on Sean Spears. Singles match. The Young Bucks, the, the, the Bucks of Youth, mm-hmm. versus Private Party in a first round match for the Tag Team Championship Tournament. That match has the potential to be really, really good. Oh my god, yeah. But. The Bucks go over. So, there's a lot of theories out there that the Bucks might put the private party over. I can't see the Bucks going down in the first round. I, but if there's any way to put over a super young new talent like private party, it's being, jobbing to them in the first this. round. Yeah. And what the thing is, that they need, not jobbing, but doing the job for them. Yeah, sort of, yeah. And it has to be clean. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that, that's the most important thing. The Bucks can't win this tournament regardless, especially if 
Hangman if wins. Hangman wins, then yeah. If Hangman wins, the Bucks can't win. But we're not going to know this until later. Later down the line. I mean, the Bucks and Private Party were both at uh, Hog Wrestling, I think, last week here mm-hmm. in New York. Kind of wish I was there. Forgot about it. Um, and they put over Private Party hard. Like, they cut a promo talking about just how good they are and, like, really put them over. Well, they signed them, so. Right, right. I don't know if that's, let me put them over with a mic because we can't put them over in the ring. Or if this is, let me put them over on the mic so that when we put them over in the ring, mm-hmm. it's more believable. Yeah. I don't know. They can go either way, in my opinion. But we'll see it. What's interesting to me about Moxley versus Spears is six months ago, or a year ago, we're talking about Dean Ambrose versus Ty Dillinger, and no one would have cared. Yep. This would have been a, okay, match on an episode of SmackDown. Yep. Uh, right out of my mouth. I was like, this is... This is going on at 9 o'clock, 9.15, on SmackDown, in the middle of a, a Dean Ambrose feud with somebody that... Ty Dillinger just happened to be caught in the middle of, or he just happens to be, he'll get the job or entrance mm-hmm. just to advance the story for Dean Ambrose and whoever he's feuding. This would have been an absolute nothing match on SmackDown. Yep. And now, it feels like, oh man, Moxie versus Spears. This is a big money match. Yeah. And it's incredible how just the way a company perceives you can dictate how an audience perceives you. Mm-hmm. If a company is not behind you and doesn't believe in you, then why would your fans? Moxley got himself over with everybody by attacking Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. And Sean Spears got himself over The chair by shot heard around the world. The chair shot heard around the world. I like that. To round out the non-WWE news, AAA has a show at MSG. That is now being moved to the theater at MSG. So, still in the building, just in a smaller venue. venue which makes a lot of sense. I mean, they weren't going to sell out tr- MSG. I, that's why I was very surprised when they initially announced that they had booked that show. Because mm-hmm. I didn't think AAA could, could pack MSG. Yeah. The theater makes a lot more sense. <clears throat> but we'll see. And, um, I mean... We may actually see. Ex- <laughs> we may actually see, because all roads point to... We gonna be there. Road to AAA. Road to AAA. We should start be doing that like a weekly, uh, bi-weekly or in the middle Is that of a weekly. BTE like yeah. G two A. Yeah. Crap. <laughs> so that's it for non WWE news. Well, let's move over to uh, Big Thrill. Yes, sir. Give us some WWE news. Over at Titan Towers, which doesn't exist anymore. Uh, Bodyslam.net is reporting that Dolph Ziggler and Ms. McMahon had a handshake agreement that Ziggler would do the job at SummerSlam and Raw against Goldberg and The Miz respectively, and then he would be released thereafter. According to, again, Bodyslam.net, Vince said, too bad, so sad, and reneged on said handshake agreement. Nah, 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 freaky boo-boo. Exactly. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself. So apparently that he said, I'd rather pay you to stay home than release you. Which doesn't surprise me because he's pretty much, according to other wrestlers, has said this verbatim to people like Rhino, who he offered double money to sit at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I mean, I feel bad for Ziggler, but I don't feel bad for Ziggler because, duh, if you thought this was going to work, you 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 were You should have got naive. that in writing, my friend. Which Vince would have never done. Nope. Because then he's tied to that. Exactly. And Vince doesn't do anything he doesn't have control over. And now Dolph has to sit at home because he, if he left, he's going straight to AEW. You think so? Absolutely. I mean, he he's, he has his comedy career, you know? He's, he's a comedian now. Maybe he wants to do that full-time. Possible. It's also more likely that he'd go to AEW where... Or Impact. Or Ring of Honor. He ain't going to Japan. I think he fits better with AEW. And the matches. Imagine the matches he can put on with Kenny Omega. Dolph Ziggler's a workhorse. Yeah, but he'd have to redefine his character. He can go back to Dolph being Ziggler the show-off. As like, Dolph Ziggler is not going to work in any promotion other than like Impact Wrestling. Mm. It's just, it's too, it's too much Shawn Michaels. It's too much Billy Gunn. It's too much, I don't see anything original. Sure, you can work in the ring, but who are you? Who's Dolph Ziggler? Other than a, an amalgamation of two former wrestlers with a porn star's name. Yeah, you know, I guess you're right. But he's still a fantastic wrestler. Yeah, but it, it, unless he can develop a new character, he ain't going anywhere. Anyway. Another person who's not going anywhere, but this is voluntarily... The big dog, Roman Reigns, has signed a multi-year extension with the WWE. Because, duh. This dude ain't going nowhere anytime soon. I think this deal, if I'm not mistaken, takes him through the next five years. And then, I believe the theory is he's going to start the way of... Cena and Rock and do other stuff and go part-time after those five years. I mean, Roman's not young. Right. I think he's in his early to mid-30s. Let's see. If I'm not mistaken, he's got like 34, 35. 34, right on the money. Yeah. Oh boy. So this takes him into being 40 years old. Yeah. Damn, Roman's 34? Yeah. How about Finn Balor's 38? Get out of here. Yeah. They look great for 34 and 38. Like, I, if I'm 40 years old and I got Finn Balor's body, I got nothing to complain about. Right? Nothing to complain about. He's this, got a great smile. Bro, this man is 34? He's 34. I mean, we're not too far off from that either. Shut your face hole. And we don't look like that. <laughs> bro, if I could look like... All right, goals. 34. I got five years to do this. To look like Roman Reigns? Yeah, bro. You can't grow a goatee. Okay, there's no reason to get personal and disrespectful, okay? No need for the low blows. I understand what my face can and cannot do. Oh, my God. Unnecessary. Uh, rude. How rude. Rude. Anyway. <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> so, I hate you so much. On this week's Monday Night Raw, it was announced that we are bringing back 
the king of the ring. Get, can I interrupt you real quick? Please. The one thing I... Super ecstatic that they bring King of the Ring back. If it means something. Only if it means something. But I, mm-hmm. I, out of commercial break, mm-hmm. Michael Cole, absolutely no build-up whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to report that the King of the Ring's back. And I'm just like, well, well no no build-up. Nope. No, no nothing. fanfare, no nothing. No, no, no Jerry the King Lawler, no King Booker. Nothing. King Booker. Nothing. And I was just like, I like the message. Delivery, wet fart. I was, I, I heard... King of the Ring, and I geeked. Yes! King of the Ring is back! And then they were like, next week on Raw. I was like, oh. Okay. Alright. I see where this is going. Mets game? (laughs) Exactly. exactly. Because, like, so, similar to your If It Means Something, my caveat was, what happened to the King of the Ring pay-per-view? That's how you help it mean something. By dedicating an entire pay-per-view to it. Yep. And let's build somebody like we used to. Look at all of the King of the Ring winners of the past. Maybe only two or three of them have ever been a flop. The rest ended up ascending at some point to the top of the card. Minus Mabel. Minus Billy Gunn. Mabel was in a WWE Championship match. Yeah, but he's also Mabel. Who was in Viscera. And then Big Daddy V. And he was always a trash wrestler. Okay. Billy Gunn. Who, for all of his success as a tag team wrestler and as an IC champion, he was never going to be a, a top guy. Correct. Um, Bad News Barrett. I don't want to include... I, uh, if you include Viscera or Mabel, you got to include Bad News Barrett because he did nothing with the King of the Ring. No, you're right. You're right. And by those parameters, you have to include Barrett. But I feel like the way he incorporated it into his character... And what it what he did with it sticks out, but it did nothing. No, you're right. Before. You're 100 percent right. You're 100 percent right. You I mean, if if you have the two groups, you have the Stone Cold, the Edge. You have Kurt Angle, the Kurt Angle, the Brock Lesnar, King Booker, the King Book. You have those guys. Sheamus one also. Sheamus, and then you get Mabel and Billy Gunn, and, and if Wade Barrett has to go into one of those two pools. He's in William Mabel and Billy Gunn. also won King of the Ring, but that really, like helped him reprise his like villainous role. Right. So maybe there's a third tier there. The the guys who didn't really break, but it did help them in some capacity. Yeah. And that's where you could put Barrett and William Regal. But and like Visser. Mabel and Billy, no. Mabel did not. He all he it had did was w- put him in a title match with Diesel, which was trash. And then that was it. That was it. It didn't do anything for his career. Other than that one match, what are you talking about it? he became Viscera. Was one of the. It didn't do anything for his his character. He didn't grow. He didn't do anything. He just continued to be a horrible, gigantic wrestler, who everyone hated working with because he was constantly hurting people. Yeah, he hurt Diesel in that WWE Championship match too. So, the combatants, the participants for the King of the Ring have been announced. And they are as follows. Former WWE Champion, a multiple-time Intercontinental Champion, The Miz. 
Former United States champion, Ricochet. Former cruiserweight champion, Cedric Alexander. Former, former NXT heavyweight champion. Uh, former 3MB member. <laughs> he won an IC title, no? Yeah, but that was... Former Intercontinental champion, Drew McIntyre. And lead guitarist for 3MB. <laughs> Air guitarist. Air guitarist. Former tag team champion. US US champion. champion Intercontinental champion? I don't think IC champion. No? Okay. No. Former tag team champion and United States champion Cesaro. Former United States champion, Baron Corbin. And Brooklyn's no. favorite son. No. Uh, former nothing champion, Sami Zayn. NXT champion. I'm trying to keep it on the main card. No. You're on the main roster. No. You gotta give it to him. Isn't it sad that Sami Zayn has never won a no, single yeah. bit of gold on the main roster? Yep. How messed up is that? Yep. Anyway... Former NXT champion, um, Sami Zayn. Former United States champion, Samoa Joe. Elias. A 24-7 champion. Oh, you're right, you're right. I'm sorry, I forgot. <laughs> former, tw- or current 24-7, is it current? No, former. Who ended up with it, with it on the end of uh, Raw and SmackDown? I don't, I don't, I can't keep count. I, I can't, can't keep track of it either. Yeah, I can't keep track I thought he was, because he was the enforcer and they, they, um... I just wait until like social media tells me that our truth is now the fiftieth time. Either current or former twenty four seven champion, Elias, former Universal Champion, United States Champion, um, IC Champion, IC Champion, and former NXT Champion, Kevin Owens, former Tag Team Champion Chad Gable, former NXT Champion. Andrade, former Intercontinental Champion and Tag Team Champion, and United States Champion, and United States Champion Sheldon Benjamin, former Cruiserweight Champion Buddy Murphy, former Nothing Champion Ali, and former Nothing and former Nothing Champion Apollo Cruz. Former guy that was going to get pushed, Ali, he got injured, and <laughs> Apollo Cruz. <laughs> former guy who should have been Kofi, and Apollo Cruz. That went on a little longer than expected, but who do you have going to the finals? I think it should be Ali versus I don't know. They announced the brackets. Hold on. Let's let's, let's mosey on to the bracket real quick and see. So Ali has Buddy Murphy in the first round. He's in the bracket with Kevin Owens and Elias. I don't know if he's getting out of that bracket. Yeah. Tag Nabbit. It's hard to not say Andrade comes out of the right side. Mm-hmm. And Drew comes out of the left side. Yep. Those are my guys for the final. You know what? I feel like Drew's going to get upset. Somewhere. Because WWE loves doing this to him. But where? Joe? Cedric? Nah. I don't know. I guess I'm going to have to go with Andrade. I was originally going to go for Ali. That was my pick for the whole thing. But I don't know if he's going to be out of that bracket. Out of that side. So I'm going to have I'm going to go Andrade or Ali. 
I'm going Andrade Andrew in the finals. Okay. And who's winning? I said I had the finals. I don't have a okay yet. Yeah, I I don't know who's doing what. I just feel like it's gonna be. It has to be either Ali or Andrade. Okay. We'll see. Oh, the last bit of news that I have for non WWE news. Oh, for WWE news is there is talks about changing Chad Ugh. Gable's name Ugh. from Chad Gable. What horrible name are they gonna give him? Oh, it's really bad. Like like Lewis something. No. Lewis something would be better. Oh my god. Shorty G. No! This can't be real. Tell me you're lying. Not lying, my friend. Not lying at all. Oh, Nelly. Yep, yep, yep. WWE changing chat. And he asked for his release. I would too. Shorty G. He's 5'8, but he's short. So, Shorty G. That is terrible. And the last bit of WWE news is actually from the world of NXT UK. Where they have announced the match for NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff. It will be Dave Mastiff versus Joe Coffee in a last man standing match. Why do you say the names like that? I don't know. I'm trying to add some, some gravitas to this. And Cardiff is the same weekend as... It's all the same day. Oh. It's Cardiff, Royal Quest, and All Out, all on the same day. It's going to be the greatest day of all time. Lord have mercy on your soul. I'm spending the entire day watching wrestling. Yeah, you are. It's going to be fantastic. And I won't be doing it alone. You're going to have the Suburban Boys with you? I don't know. We're going to see. I won't be alone. Shout out to uh, the big Oog Dog and uh, <laughs> Tommy D. Tommy the Dreamer? He's going to hate that you said that. I know. I can't wait. He's going to text me tomorrow. (laughs) Let's move to Raw, please. (laughs) Okay. Let's talk about Raw. Because Raw, while it was meh, had a couple of things, maybe like three things, that were 100% worth mentioning. And the first one is what was the most important thing to me. Mm -hmm. The return. Of Sasha Banks. Return to... It's botch time. Oh, stop it. Now, it annoyed me because how many times have we sat here doing the podcast and I fantasy booked the perfect return for Sasha Banks and nothing. Mm -hmm. And then once I give up on it, boom, she's back. Mm -hmm. And in a way that I thought was horrendous. Mm -hmm. Where Natalia comes out into the ring in her sling selling the... uh, I rhymed. Botarian style, baby. Um... So Natalia comes down in her sling, selling the injuries from the submission match the night before, and she goes on about her dad. First she's like, you know, everything I said about Becky, I still believe, and we're going to do this match again sometime when I'm better. Uh, a year ago today, I lost my father, blah, blah, blah. And he said, uh, yeah, she's doing this whole emotional spiel. She starts crying. And then Becky, I mean, uh, Sasha Banks' music hits. And of course, Michael Cole. Could it be? It's boss time! And I'm just like... He's salivating at the mouth, waiting right? for that. And I'm like, way to just completely undercut Natalia's emotional moment. Dead dad speech, yeah. Right? She's all oh, my dad this, my dad that. It's boss time! <laughs> like, <laughs> you're a cartoon character. He really is. He really is. 
Oh my! <laughs> oh, who's, who's, we should do that as an intro. Who's man's is oh this? Oh my god, I just got another intro. <laughs> so, she comes out, and the first thing I notice, I'm like, yo, her head looks weird. Like, her head looks weird. Why does your hair and her head look weird? Her hair straightened. Like, it was... It's, so, um, whatever, she comes, she gives some girls a hug and gives them her sunglasses and she comes and she gives Natalia a hug and an embrace and she goes to pretend like she's going to grab the microphone, text Natalia. Okay. Lays her straight out. Takes off her jacket and takes off a wig to unveil under her pink hair is actually blue hair. And in my head, I'm like, what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> like, automatically, oh, blue hair, she's a heel now. No, she's, she's shedding the old Sasha. It's so dumb! She's shedding it. That's it. It's it's so, like, it's not even on the nose. It's, like, near the nose. It's like they're trying to go on the nose, but they have no idea how to just hit them in the ear. It doesn't make any sense. She hasn't been on TV since March. Since WrestleMania. Yeah. And their idea April. is April, whatever. Their idea of like a reveal or a heel turn is removing a wig to reveal blue hair. It's like, I'm going to shoot you, but I'm going to shoot you in the toe and watch you bleed out. It, it doesn't make any sense. It's not like she was wearing a mask and then she unmasked herself to reveal that she's actually Sasha Banks and not La Luchadora like they did with Mickey James. I mean, what they should do is like, she should have wore a Jim Neidhart mask. Like, came out, hugged her, hugged her, and then just, like, hit her, put her in the sharpshooter. Takes off the wig, takes off the jacket, starts beating down on Natalia, and then Becky Lynch comes out for the save. And she's like, oh, yeah, you want to go? You want to go? Let's go. And Sasha's like, bet. Lays out Becky Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> Lays her out entirely. Grabs a chair. She's like, move. Grabs a chair. Unloads on Becky Lynch. Gets her, like, at least ten times. One of them hit her in the back of the head. Yeah, and people are up in arms about no. Botch Bank, uh, Sasha Botch. Oh, God. Get over it, people. They're like, dude, people make mistakes. And, like, I saw, like, a thread about... it. Was, she barely caught her on the back of the head. It I wasn't was like, even, like... Accidents happen. It's not that big of a deal. And then somebody was just like, well, she hurt Paige and ended Paige's career. And someone was like, no. No. I mean... It was a freak accident. It didn't matter who did it. Paige's neck was gonna like give out. It just, it just, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we've, I mean, we've done this Sasha Banks conversation a million times. I mean, I sometimes I think she is unsafe because of her work rate. She's unsafe to herself, and uh, that means if she's unsafe with herself, she's unsafe with the wrestler putting them in danger. I'm saying I feel like she's careful with her opponents, but when it comes to like her doing dives and shit, she's reckless. So I don't necessarily think that she's unsafe. She's unsafe with herself. But, I don't know. I mean, look, again, we could probably do an entire episode on whether or not Sasha Banks is safe or not. That's a moot point. The point is, Sasha Banks is back, which means it looks like we're looking at Sasha versus Becky in a feud, and I'm all for it. And people are are requesting that Sasha's the one to take it off of Becky so that they can set up Bailey versus Sasha Survivor Series. Because they're trying to relive their magic from NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. I'm, I'm with that, too. I'm all about that. I'm game. I am game for that. I'm not. What you, what the hell, what's your pussy was? Who's the pussy was this? NXT UK, uh, NXT UK, NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. Bigger stage for them, right? Yeah. Not a lot of matches. More time. Right. 
Survivor Series. Plethora of matches. Yeah. Shorter time. Yeah. They may not be able to get to do what they want to do in that short amount of time. <sighs> well, we've seen that if WWE believes in the match, they'll give them the time. True, but do they believe in the match? Does Vince believe in the match? That's the thing we'll have to see because I'm telling you. Paul Levesque believed in that match. Oh, for sure. Vincent Kennedy McMahon does not believe in that match. We'll have to he see. He just thinks that they should wear push-up bras and, and, and their and hair extensions. Out. and Anyway. Look, Sasha versus Becky, I think, is money. Mm-hmm. And I think Sasha versus Bailey at Survivor Series is money. Mm-hmm. But we have to see if, if Vince agrees. That's money. Yucky, Eddie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that, 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 when I saw Sasha came back, I was ecstatic. Uh, another thing that had me geeking out was the match between Drew McIntyre and Cedric Alexander. Mm. This match was top notch. They gave him plenty of time. They both got in their stuff. I was like, this is what we need to be seeing on Raw. Mm-hmm. And the crazy part that breaks my heart is that this match was cut from the Hulu version. Was it? Yes. <laughs> I'm watching the Hulu version, and I'm just like, where, where, where's the Drew and Seth? Where was this match? Yeah. Because like, sometimes if I watch Raw, I might fall asleep, or I might miss a part, so I'll watch the Hulu version to catch whatever I might have missed, which I'm going to refresh my memory a little bit. And when I, did, I watched the whole show, I go, wait a minute. What happened to Drew Cedric? Match was fantastic. Uh, two more things of note, in my opinion, for Raw. Brock Lesnar will not be getting a rematch for the Universal Championship. Well, they did say no automatic rematches, so... Right. At least they're sticking to one thing. Yeah, I know, right? And I think this also helps to... Um, to let Lesnar go away and do whatever he wants to do or not want to do and let WWE focus on a feud that's going to be happening on TV. Yeah. You know? I mean, since, like, Lesnar won Money in the Bank, he was on Raw at least every other week. They probably exhausted his appearances for the year. Yeah, I guess. And the last thing worth mentioning, in my opinion, comes from the final segment of the show. We had AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins in a champion versus champion one-on-one match. The OC ends up interfering, uh, and they start beating down on Seth Rollins. Ricochet comes in to try and, and make the save to no avail. Braun Strowman, however, comes in, wrecks, and I'm talking about wrecks Carl Anderson on the ramp, <laughs> uh, takes out Drew, um, takes out Gallows, and then gives AJ a running power slam. Afterward, on YouTube, on WWE's YouTube channel, AJ Styles challenged Braun Strowman to a U.S. title match next week on Raw. And I think it was you who said over the week that you told me that you think that this is them taking the title off of AJ to put it on Braun to set up AJ versus Seth. Correct. And like I said to you when we talked about that on that time when you mentioned it, I'm of two minds of that. Anytime you have AJ in the title picture, I'm all about it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that I want him losing to Braun, A. I don't know that I want him losing the title so quickly when he just got it off Ricochet, who just got it off of Samoa Joe, who just got it off of Rey Mysterio. Like, this U.S. Hobbitato thing, I'm not, about, I'm not really a fan of so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... <sighs> 
I don't know. Are they really going to put the belt on AJ? Because I don't think they are. So then what? You're taking the belt off of him just for him to compete with Seth and lose? I don't think they believe in Seth. The guy beat Brock Lesnar. So? Twice. Roman couldn't beat him once in like 15 tries. I don't. I don't know. Like they're they're losing. They're losing ratings. They're losing fanfare from like, bro. When Seth Rollins came out at SummerSlam, they booed him. Yeah. They cheered him at the end of the night. Yeah. Because he put in Herculean effort to be Brock Lesnar, but maybe Seth isn't the direction, man. Maybe Seth isn't the direction. Maybe I'd, you got. I'd go love stars. to see the belt on AJ, because then no one can say a single word. I mean, in my opinion, no one should be able to say a single word anyway. I agree, but, but there will people. There are always going to be some. If he never wins a Universal Championship, which WWE right now is treating like their top belt, it is. Then some someone can always say, "Oh well, he never won Universal Championship." You put that ugly red belt on AJ. No one's got a word to say. One, it it solidifies his WWE Hall of Fame career. Two, it matches the OC with the World Tag Titles, so it it, it prints itself. It's money. We'll see. It's up to Vince if he decides if it's money. So, SmackDown, not as good. As <laughs> <laughs> not as good. There's only three spots in SmackDown that I even thought was even worth mentioning for the podcast. Okay. And before it was like, ah, we're not talking about Raw. Let's really dissect SmackDown. Yeah. SmackDown has fallen to the wayside now. Yeah. Charlotte defeating Ember Moon by submission, figure eight. Now, you said when she lost to Bailey at SummerSlam with a top row uh, Bailey to belly. Booking Ember Moon a little strong. Like, that's a big move to finish her. Mm-hmm. And then you have her, two nights later, tap out to the figure eight. What direction do they have for Ember Moon? I don't think they have one. I don't think they know. There is no... Besides Charlotte, there is no believable top female... Aside from Asuka, but she's stuck in this Kabuki Warrior tag team mm-hmm. BS. Losing, by the way. Yeah, because they lost on Raw also. Right? Io Shirai ate the pin. Not Io Shirai. Right, um, oh, Kyrie. Kyrie Singh. They, they, yeah. they fought on Raw. Was it Raw? Yeah. It's all blur. So, other than that, they don't trust Mandy Rose yet. Sonya Deville's not ready either, but she's getting better. Yeah, but they don't like Sonya because Sonya doesn't have the look. If you put Mandy's look on Sonya's ring skill, she's wearing the championship at this point. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. But WWE is not ready to push a openly gay, not Barbie-esque wrestler when they don't have to. Yeah. Sad. It really is. It really is sad. Cause she's a she, great She's wrestler. really good, and she gets better and better. She is easily my favorite of the two, and she is one of, like, I always enjoy Sonya Deville being on, on TV. At this point, I'm hoping that Shayna Baszler is like, yo, there's no competition in 
NXT. I'm going to the main roster. Goes to SmackDown. And, and clean house. Clean house. And you know what's funny is that after the shakeup, everyone was like, "Yo, SmackDown's women division is stacked." They booked that division into oblivion. Where? They booked it into oblivion. You have Ember Moon, who you went from getting picked on by Fire Desire for having a switch, to losing to Bailey to losing to Charlotte. So don't know what you're doing with her. You took Becky off of SmackDown. You took Becky off of SmackDown, put her on Raw. You put Asuka with Kyrie in this tag team. You have um, both Fire and like they're doing nothing. Sonya Deville and, and, and Mandy Rose they're competing for the tag titles. The Iconics. Carmella's off with um, our truth with our truth doing the twenty four seven stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your name from the Riot Squad? Lynn Morgan doing nothing. Not even on TV. And she had one thing and then that's it. Like, the whole women's division on SmackDown is doing nothing. They're picking their butt. They have so many women on that roster doing nothing. Naomi's nowhere to be found, but she's on Raw. Naomi, doing nothing. She's on Raw, though. Okay, still, doing nothing. And so right now, the whole women's scene is Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch. Now Sasha Banks, Bailey, Charlotte, Charlotte. Yep, done. With the iconic sprinkled in whenever they need it for comedic relief. Yeah, yeah. Or they need a job. What a what a difference a so, year makes. Yeah, what an evolution, right? What a women's evolution. Where SummerSlam's main women's match was Charlotte versus Trish Stratus. Yeah, women's evolution. Somebody's not happy. It makes me so mad because they have so many talented female wrestlers on that roster and they're doing nothing and they want to go ahead and sell this women's evolution, women's evolution and Stephanie goes on TV and women's evolution this and women's evolution that but they have all these women doing absolutely nothing. Nothing. Nothing? Bro, can we move on? I'm getting heated. You know... Half of wrestling is storyline, yeah. acting. Yeah. Kevin Owens can win uh, an Academy Award, a Golden Globe <laughs> for his performance on on SmackDown mm-hmm. Tuesday night, where Shane finds Kevin Owens a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars for attacking Elias. Now let's be clear: wrestlers being quote unquote fined. It's all, okay. it's all kayfabe. Right, but it's not new. They've done this before. But tell them, Jay, what's the difference between the way KO responded versus other wrestlers have in the past? Another wrestler in the past would wipe their butt with it. KO, the working man, sold it like, yo, this hundred thousand, you're taking this away from my family. My, my, my family needs this money. Like, very... De- detriment- I can't. I can't pronounce the word. De- detrimental. Detrimental. De- yeah. He, see, that's why he's the word guy. <laughs> detrimental. He said it again. I'm not saying it. <laughs> and the way that he sold it was, in my, I was like, damn, like this guy's hurting. I know, like, the fine isn't real. But I was like, man, is the fine really real or not? Because <laughs> Kevin Owens. They might have started a GoFundMe page for Kevin yeah, Owens. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> 
Like, Shade starts GoFundMe for K KO. Uh, but for me, I was like, man, this is better acting than you see in Hollywood. Like, Kevin Owens sold that fine. And you don't see that often. Like, last week, or two weeks, yeah. Last week, uh, Samoa Joe gets fined for attacking, attacking, and I use this in air quotes, a reporter for claiming that he was the one behind the attacks on Roman Reigns. And I'm not sure if I said this last week or not. Don't kayfabe find Samoa Joe for attacking a reporter. Real life fine Jonathan Fatu for driving with a DUI. Getting another DUI this mm, year. Mm, mm. So. If awesome. Joe sold the fine like Kevin Owens, I take fines more seriously. Mm -hmm. I know they're still going to be kayfabe, mm -hmm. but man... I, you're supposed to hook me in, and that story, this storyline, although going a little too long in my opinion, hooked me in. I felt bad for Kevin Owens and his family. For sure. If you're watching a TV show, <clears throat> a scripted TV show, mm -hmm. and there's a character who's rich, and someone goes, oh, you have to pay a $100 fine. It's like, all right, cool, whatever. What do you care? But if you're watching a TV show where the main character is like, working four jobs to support their family and they're paying living paycheck to paycheck and they get fined a thousand bucks you go damn man gee like you feel like come on bro it's being able to relate to yeah the superstar yeah you and I being working guys mm -hmm. you know you get a, 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 a littering ticket or I get a speeding ticket or I get you know that's that's rough. That's rough. Yeah, man. Yo, so those like, littering tickets are, oh my God, they're so So annoying. getting a $100,000 fine, I'm like, man, that's rough. Yeah. So like, that's that's where you get the fans to connect more with Kevin Owens. And not the snooty, snobby, uh, silver spoon, Shane McMahon. Right. I feel like that works. And it wouldn't have worked with anyone else. Because Kevin Owens can show emotion. And it comes from a, a place of, like, pseudo-legitimacy. Mm -hmm. He is someone who cares deeply for his family. Mm -hmm. Like, everyone knows Kevin Owens is, like, a massive family guy. Yeah. And so, like, you can... I feel like they told him, okay, look, how would you feel if we did this to you? Mm -hmm. Do that. Because you can feel it. You can feel like this is something that would affect him this way. Yeah. Kevin Owens, the consummate professional. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the last bit of SmackDown news. Drew McIntyre, Cedric Alexander mm -hmm. had a, had a bang-up match. Mm -hmm. Buddy Murphy pulled everything he could out of Roman Reigns, and Roman Reigns delivered. This was like AJ Styles caliber Roman Reigns for me. I've always said Roman can go if put with the right partner. Who knew fast pace, cruiserweight, high flyer, a Jace guys is Roman Reigns' forte? Yeah. Yeah. Look, everyone's got to find that, that dance partner that makes them dance better than they do on their own. 
And it's very clear that Roman needs a particular kind of dancer to dance. I mean, Buddy Murphy right now is the best kept secret for SmackDown. Yeah. Like, he is... It was his first match since being called up to SmackDown. And you give a, a, a performance like that against arguably the top, the top guy. guy in the entire company. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's uh, that's a hell of a rub. I'm not arguing that at all. I'm just saying, like, I wish they would have been doing this a long time ago. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, better late than never, right? Hindsight is twenty twenty. It's actually seven twenty five right now. <laughs> Video, so it doesn't work. Like, <laughs> video, so it doesn't work. But I think that wraps up our uh, our I think, episode. I think we can go home now. Go for the finish. Let's go home. Let's go home. Let's go home. So, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up our episode for this week. As always, you've been catching us on SoundCloud.com/slash Grapples at Apple. That's Grapples at number two apples, or you might be catching us on Google Play Music or on Apple Podcast. Don't forget to check out our social media pages. That again, that's facebook.com slash grapples with apples. That's grapples the number two apples. Uh, as always, I'm one of your hosts, Will the Thrill, Poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, major English, whatever you need me to be, baby. That's why, because that's who I is. Joined by my head real life, me. The man of the hour this time, the man of the with the power too sick to be sour. <laughs> Cream of the crop, straight to the top. Yeah boy. Shades. And don't forget to tune in this week and next week because an apple away keeps bad wrestling away. Peace. Did you say an apple away? I mean, a day. Did I? Yeah. Well, an apple a day keeps the bad wrestling away. Peace. Peace and love. <laughs>